Okay, so I've been vending at the Punk Rock Flea Market for a couple of days, among other things. Yeah, I really wanted to get my ass down So I found a bunch of shit I'm giving you guys for Christmas right now. Oh, God. Holy fuck. Sweet. Whoa. And Will, you... Lego, even-ish. You got the, uh... You also got the, uh... Oh, dope. On the last episode of the podcast, you got the, uh, Joe Don Baker print, so here's the other half of your, uh... Of your present. Whoa. Oh. So Bo, Bo's got a G.I. Joe fucking Lego helicopter thing with yep. a... Cobra. Yep. And then a, a pack of G.I. Joe trading cards from like the 90s. Sweet. Which, <clears throat> what am I... You can't open these. Why not? I mean, you can't. You can if you want. You can't. And there's a little tiny portrait of oh, Doc Holliday. Oh, cool. And you get a sticker of Batman carrying a lit bomb. Whoa. Oh. <laughs> the fuck? Oh, excellent. And then I also found out they made a ski school too, so I bought that for for myself. Oh, cool. <clears throat> wow. So, happy Christmas. Well, thank you. Yeah, I wish I had been able to get my ass down there, because I have a lot of Christmas shopping to do, and I have done zero. Well, you go with me down there. I'm go- i got to go back and help clean up, so they're up till 8. All and right. we got to be out of here by 6, because somebody's coming in here. I might, Whoa. I could do that. Sick. It's like a little wind-up cowboy <laughs> child Ooh. thing. Plays country roads. Move the piallop, okay? Belt buckle. Why is there a... Is that a dog jumping over the sun? Mm-hmm. One for Books. each of you. Books. Books. Books to read. True Tales of Dying Terribly. Oh, cool. Bad Way to Go. Awesome. By, by Andy Robbins. By Andy Robbins. Oh! Oh, shit. Nice. Fuck yeah. Good job, Andy. Where you go, Andy? For those of you who haven't been with us to, since the beginning, Andy is former uh, uh, podcast alumni and the writer of the theme song. Holy shit. That's right. The novelization. Novelization of, of Demolition Man? Apparently in German. Yes, in yeah, German. In German. I know you haven't been in Germany for 20 years. But yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you understand every fifth word, at least. Lenina Huxley and Alfredo Garcia come and get out from lunch Zurich and... It's so creepy that fucking fucking music box going in the background. (laughs) Yeah, it is kind of fucking (laughs) super slow music box. And uh, Josh Clark of Stuff You Should Know gave us this. Oh, God. So we can eat it on air. Camel jerky and sour pickle balls. Camel jerky? That's Camel what it says. Jersey. Open that shit now. From Newport, Rhode Island. Oh, my fucking God. The home of many camels. Send some that, Josh. Yep. Josh from Sweet Stuff You Should Know said it's camel jerky. Well, Josh, mm. he's not actually dead. He only died on, on an episode of our podcast. No, that was that, that was, was Chuck. Chuck. Oh, that was Chuck. Sorry. Sorry. This is the guy you never met. This is the guy I've Josh never met. Josh refuses because of our title of our, yeah, our show. I don't blame him. <laughs> Damn, this is actually pretty good. So. Well, I, I'd rather eat the desiccated corpse on the top of, of the Red Ghost, but I guess we could just eat the camel. Yeah. yeah. Waste not warm up. Mmm. Smells good. Fucking camel jerky. Yeah, get here's some. The, here's the camel jerky. <laughs> I don't, it's kind of, it's got a nice tire rubber texture to it. <laughs> kind of a musk. Yeah. <laughs> a musk. It tastes musk. about what I figured a camel might taste like. Yeah, musky yeah. meat. Not bad. Mm-hmm. The texture is interesting. It's not as stringy as I thought it would be. Yeah. It's a lot less like human meat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Extra humpy. Do the hump, do hump. What's in the bag over there? Oh, that too. That's that's also for you guys. There's a giant oh, fucking pillow sitting over here that Will had mailed to me. It's a sex pillow. Oh, cool. Aren't all pillows sex pillows? Mm-hmm. If you do it right. Giant bag. Fluffy stuff. 
better be Wisconsin like cheddar hats or something. Oh, you got one more book coming, Tony, too. Oh, God. Oh, I'm, oh no. I don't know. It's flesh colored. It's got an eye. It's, oh, no. <laughs> and it's got llama teeth, too. Oh, it is sex pillows. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Fuck you, man. <laughs> yep, they're oh, both the same. Oh, okay. Well, Practice your kissing. Your Neil Breen kisses. Oh, oh they God. are uh, pillows with Neil Breen's face printed on them. <laughs> and just his face. Just his face, nothing else. They are flesh-colored, leering <laughs> Neil Breen. That is the most disturbing pillow I've ever seen in my life. So nope. when you roll over, wake <laughs> up in the middle of the night. For a second, I thought it was, uh, what's his name? The the, the I like beer guy. The fucking... Uh, oh, Kavanaugh. K- yeah, Brett Kavanaugh. Oh. Kind of looks like Brett Kavanaugh a little bit. Oh, yeah, but He's, those dead shark Those dead shark guys, guys yeah. Yep. Oh, well, Neil Breen, welcome thanks, to my home. <laughs> Giving you things you never wanted. <laughs> oh, boy, the camel jerky has a spicy finish. It sure does. I'm also eating scorching hot cheddar chips right now, so my mouth is dead. Well, oh, and there's some sour balls for yeah, you, we'll too. Save the sour balls for a second. Let me cleanse my palate of pack animal meat. Sour pickle balls, Alamo Candy Company. <laughs> I'm not going to uh, shit on it before I try it, but I have a distinct feeling I'm not going to be best pleased with the flavor profile of these. Oh, Jesus. Oh, I, I think I've had I've had shit like this in like Puerto Rico. <laughs> Scarred for life. Oh, why do they got to be so fucking big? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you, you oh yum. That's like, a, it's like that pickle, that fucking sports pickle juice I had that one oh, time. fuck you. Yeah. It's huge. It's gigantic. Oh my god! What the fuck? <laughs> oh god! Hell, fuck no! Oh, I just bit a big chunk off. That was a bad idea. There's, I made it five seconds. There is like yeah. soap in that. It's fucking staining oh my hand. God! <laughs> oh Jesus! Fuck! All right, Josh, trying to kill us. <laughs> my mouth is gonna look like that fucking trip trick gum that Pee Wee gave his neighbor. Oh, uh, your mouth's all stained now. Yep, looks like you're. God damn it. BJ's to grimace the... Oh, fuck. (laughs) Yeah, holy shit. Wow. Oh, Jesus. It is salty, sour, and actually kind of spicy and poisonous Ah. tasting all at the same time. And it's like very staining. Like, it's not coming off my hands. It's like they made it with fucking... You're just green. Yeah, yours too. But uh, yeah, it's like like I just ate a marker or something. Well, the texture is that of like a pure salt lake. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Holy (laughs) fuck. Who the fuck eats that? <laughs> I think it's like Malort. Like you just I, use it. You I just guess. play tricks on your friends and stuff. See the company. Oh, the company that makes them has other shit that doesn't sound so bad. Like you know, mean green sour apple belts. What the fuck is that? It's like it's like sour like a pickle, and it's got the dill flavor to it, which I like. But it's just oh. too much. Oh wait, wait, wait! It's like if you're like, hey, do you like gravy? Here, dump this gravy packet in your mouth. See, it's that's, like that. That's not a problem. That that, <laughs> that I can get behind. Oh, God. No, and there's, like I said, there's just like a, a soap aftertaste. Yeah. Have, have have some more camel to wash that bad taste out of your mouth. All right, do the fucking joke. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> some more camel to wash this down with. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Put him on Neil over there. Yeah, cover his face, please. <laughs> he likes to watch. Oh. <laughs> All right. Now... Now we can get down to business without the leering gaze of upholstered Neil, Neil Breen. Breen staring at my <laughs> holes in my back. 
It would be less creepy if it was, it was actual human skin oh, over yeah. a pillow. It'd be, yeah. <laughs> or made into a jerky. Yeah. Well, Neil Breen kind of is already a jerky. Mm-hmm. Oh, fuck a doodle doo. Well, that's a what a wonderful holiday time. Thank you guys. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> we got camel. Yup. Pass the camel. Pass the camel. We went down the rivers. We crossed the plains. Over the mountains, we fought in streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. May God help those who stood in the way of business, progress, and the USA. USA. Okay, to your line. All right, welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. How the West was fucked. As I'm still smacking my lips and trying to clean this whatever green. It's disturbing. The shit, the green shit is like not coming off my hand. Yeah, it's weaponized. It, it looks like the little pellets you kind of would leave around for some kind of species of rodentia that's infesting your property to <laughs> eat on and then die. <laughs> Uh, Dual use like, candy, like decon, uh, <laughs> decon pick, pick candy, a, pickle balls. Yeah, Hulk. All right. Well, now I'm awake. Uh, cool. So, what are we doing today? Well, what do you uh, know about Augustine Chacon? And Will just stained his book with his pickle ball. <laughs> <laughs> and now it's all over his fingers. Augustine, what? Chacon. Uh, nothing. I yep. Got, I, got I guarantee nothing. you don't, because I don't. Was he a yeah. notorious uh, Arizona outlaw? He might have killed 52 people. Holy or shit. might have killed? Zero. zero. More yep. than likely zero. <laughs> he might have done like a straight up Rooster Cogburn, like fill your hands, you son of a bitch, charge at a posse with like, you know, a pistol in each hand. He might have not. Mm-hmm. Fill your hand, you son of a bitch. Cool. <sighs> God damn. It just won't go away. No. <laughs> Try to get some more fucking jerky in you. No. A, you know, it's not, not great radio gnawing on meat while you're trying to talk. <laughs> uh, no, I would like. I'm excited to learn. Uh, so let's kick it off with your Comic Sans and lovely NPR voice. <clears throat> Mexican outlaw, scourge of the border, but most of the crimes he committed were the invention of white newspapers in Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this ring familiar? Does get a mention in the papers until 1895 in Morancy, which is close to San Carlos, just on the other east side of uh, the mountains there. I don't fucking know where any of that is. It's it's east southeast Arizona. So there's a picture of like uh, you know 100 miles northwest of Tucson. That okay. Are not yeah somewhere in there. Wow. Tombstoneish. Not not quite as south as Tombstone. Yep. Right on past the Alder Thicket. Mm-hmm. Adjacent to Old Perkins Place. The Saguaro. <laughs> and then the other Saguaro. So in Morancy, uh, it's a mining town. You look at it now, it's one of those nice towns where the mine is conveniently right in town. Uh, two masked men crawled into Mrs. McCormick's mercantile rear window. Uh, the clerk, Paul Becker, uh, he was at lunch and he returns to find two robbers inside. And he was clubbed in the head with a pistol and they robbed him of $50. Then they drug him to a safe and told him to open it. But instead, Becker grabbed one of the guns from the robbers, 
and he struggled with one of them while the other one started to stab him many, many times. Ah, shit. Well, that's an unfortunate turn to avenge. Mm-hmm. Avenge. Now they're never going to get that safe open. Mm, probably not. That's what they make dynamite for. <laughs> Stupid. So Becker was stabbed seven times, actually. Well, but that's he, not that many. I was picturing more like in the double digits. No. Oh. But he uh, gets away and jumps over the counter and See? flees out the door with a knife still sticking out of his back. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> Bad hey, that guy, ass. Now he's now he's just stole that guy's knife. So he, yeah, no, that's that's true. He's yeah, coming out ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's up one day. Hey, free knife. <laughs> <laughs> so the robbers flee out the back door, leaving a trail of blood, and because one of them got injured in the fight too. So Becker was treated and interviewed by Deputy Sheriff Alex Davis. Uh, Davis went to the store, but it was too dark to follow the trail. So the next morning, he returns, and he finds the blood trail leading to a neighbor's house at the base of a hill. So it's like two doors down. Not, <laughs> okay. not a good way to hide. <laughs> uh, so Deputy Davis and two Mexican boys go up to the house. He has the two Mexican boys knock on the front door, and they Using see- children for bait? Yep. <laughs> and he sees three armed men come out, even though there's only two robbers. There's he pushes Mexican. the kid at the armed robbers and yeah. runs away. He doesn't go away. So Davis goes around the back and catches him, but who fires first is unknown, but a gunfight breaks out. Whenever I hear gunfight, I'm imagining like people with like like shotguns beating each other with them, like baseball bats. <laughs> I mean, you can do that. Sword fighting, but swinging your guns around. Uh, uh, there's just green shit everywhere for the pickleballs. <laughs> so uh, the outlaws, they scramble up the hill right next to the, the little house there. And one of the bullets hit one of the outlaws and injured him. And the other two came back and picked him up and start carrying him up the hill. Well, that's mighty kindly of them. Uh, but before the gunfight, uh, Davis had sent for help from the townsfolk. So Pablo Salcedo, Salcedo uh, he was the saloon keeper. He charged up the hill just as Davis was running back the other way. I'm definitely picturing the guy from, what was that, um... The old video game with like tap him or whatever with this old timey bartender with the handlebar. Oh, mustache. tapper, yeah, yeah, tapper. Oh, yeah. You got the uh, you know the armbands mm-hmm. and the and the mustache. Yep. And he's got the bar towel thrown over his shoulder mm-hmm. and a twelve gauge in his hand, <laughs> like running up the hill. So one of the robbers took aim at him with the rifle and put a bullet right in his head. Oh, bad move, bar, bartender. Bar is closed. <laughs> no, no, he survived. Probably. We know how this goes. Uh, so while this is happening, Davis just goes to the other side of the hill. Just walks around it. Okay. Uh, two of the three robbers were killed, but he does find one hiding in the bush, wounded in the arm, and he didn't have a weapon on him. And it was 39-year-old Augustine Chacon. Ooh. But that was not the, a real menacing name. No. Call him Augie. There's no... Oh, that makes it so much worse. <laughs> He's a fucking five-year-old. But that was the most famous uh, Chacon gunfight because it was the only one that was actually recorded. Oh. Oh, they, they got it on tape? Mm-hmm. Sweet. Yep, but, cops was there. But will I read about so many other supposed Augustine gunfights? We'll be getting to that. They come out later, even though they happened before. Oh, makes sense. Huh? Yeah. No other written records of uh, have Chacon even committing a crime. The other two dead robbers were Luna Pilar and Leonidas Morales. So an alien and uh, ancient Greek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Chacon gets uh, blamed for the death because he was alive. Even yeah. though they don't know who shot the saloon keeper. But, uh, just pissed because half, happy hours canceled. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so going back, Chacon was probably born in uh, Sonora, Mexico, or ZP. I'm sure I said that right. 
he was a one-time peace officer for uh, an El Tigre Sonora. Of course. Mm-hmm. Guy can't have a cop not turn into a fucking <laughs> piece of shit. Piece of shit criminal. <laughs> Uh, he was described as a vicero who had a penchant for stealing cattle and horses, which he might have done a little love, but not that's not just a especially when he went on a, a, on the run. But yeah, it's basically like the side gig of almost every cowboy. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, he might have shown up as early in uh, 1885 in Tombstone, but for sure he showed up in Safford Valley in Arizona in 1888 or 89. This is well after all the Tombstone gunfighting and, and and Geronimo too. Geronimo was. Caught in what late 1800s, 1880s. By 1895, he's definitely at Fort Sill. Uh, the alleged first murder happened here between uh, as Ben Only only was a rancher Chacon worked for. Mm-hmm. Ben Only. Mm-hmm. Cool. As his name was just Ben. Yeah. <laughs> only. Only. Like Han Solo. Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so Only refused to pay him after and, three fucking months. Mm-hmm. And then Chacon kills him, and five cowboys come to his aid, and Chacon kills all of them. Well, uh, the way I remember, like, he, he, like, they got an argument, Chacon went away for the day, came back with a gun, asked for his money again, and Ben started, like, even just mocking him more. And then, like, you know, actually tries to pull out his gun and shoot Chacon first. Mm -hmm. That's what Wikipedia says. And then, yeah, then... He shoots Ben, and then the cowboys come, and he shoots all of them, uh, kills all but one who gets away and summons the... How many cowboys showed up, did it say, or just I a bunch? I think my reading said four. What was yeah, yours? yeah. So he kills four, and there's one left to alert the, the sheriff, who was oh. Olney's uncle, George, and they formed a posse, and they trapped Chacon in a box canyon. Yep. But Chacon didn't surrender. He rode straight through him with... Revolvers in both hands. Like I say, straight Rooster Cogburn. Yeah, as I say, like mm-hmm. phased through them. Guns ablaze and he kills four more posse members. Damn. And he gets wounded in the fight, but he goes to the only ranch and then goes and kills everybody there. Is this a fucking Mountain Jack Pike book? Mm-hmm. Kind of, yeah. I mean, <laughs> then, he, then he fucks a big titty blonde chick later. He uh, kills Sheriff George, too, and more than 10 people killed in a week, which is pretty good. Which is pretty, probably didn't happen at all. Uh, well, if it was true, you know, it would have been cool. But Ben only lives to 1935, and George died in 1927. Okay. 30 <laughs> yeah. years later. Yeah. Because <laughs> that story comes from a 1938 book. But in reality, uh, Augustine Chacon was just a popular member of the Hispanic community in Safford Valley. If he was cattle wrestling at the time, he must have been good at it since he never gets never caught, gets caught or appears in the, any of the papers. Uh, but he does admit to wrestling after his arrest in 18, 1895. So in the 1927 book, Tombstone and Iliad for the Southwest, this claimed that Chacon was at odds with Sheriff... Uh, Slaughter? John Slaughter, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Texas that, John Slaughter. Now that yeah. is a goddamn cowboy name. Jo- John's laughter? Texas mm-hmm. John Slaughter. So Chacon sent him a letter saying, quote, I am coming to Tombstone to kill you. Please it's, always are. Nice. it's always nice to RSVP. <laughs> yep, exactly. Please respond. <laughs> Check yes or no. Uh, the author claims this is all told him to him by Bert Alford years later. Uh, but this seems unlikely since Alford uh, leaves Arizona 20 years before it was published. And Alford uh, turned outlaw after he was sheriff. Again? <laughs> Motherfuckers. Uh, this story claims Slaughter and Alford heard Chacon was in town. Uh, they heard he was in a house. Slaughter had Alford knock on the front door, but he was sure Chacon would come out the back door where Slaughter would be waiting mm-hmm. to do some slaughtering. When Chacon came out, Slaughter gave both barrels 
And Chacon fell into a ravine next to the house, conveniently. So it was dark, so they went to get a light. But by that time, they couldn't find him. He ran off. See, uh, the version of that I heard was it wasn't a house, it was a fucking tent. And they actually just kind of surrounded the tent, and then, yeah, Slaughter just, like, yelled at him, like, you know. And he came, like, sprinting out anyway, and then Slaughter shot. And it looked like he fell, but, um, yeah, like you said, there was no body or no, not even any blood. And they figured he must have tripped on the uh, the rope from the tent mm-hmm. on the way out. <laughs> yeah, this other story says there's a wire at the back door that he tripped on, but yeah, same, same thing. That's where I keep my <laughs> tripping wire, mm-hmm. just in case. Uh, but Chacon back at that time didn't have a bad reputation, at least in 1895. He was labeled, uh, when he was labeled a bad man after that. And there was no feud between the two. Uh, Slaughter had actually retired from sheriffing in 1890, five years before. Uh, Chacon in reality worked as a wood chopper and freighter in Clifton and at the smelter in Morrissey. So he's basically a, a boring fucking motherfucker that mm-hmm. people tell Batman style tales of <laughs> yeah, yeah. adventure about. <laughs> He might have rustled some cattle with some other Mexicans, but, you know, if you share it with everybody, nobody's going to tell. No. Uh, so he's in jail now. He spent four months awaiting uh, his trial. Deputy Davis testified that he wounded Chacon prior to the when uh, Sal- Salcido died, the bartender. But also Davis also testified that he didn't see who shot Salcido. Uh, the knife that was in Be- Becker's back was pulled out and left somewhere at the store. <laughs> And the next day, that knife was found on one of the dead robbers. Uh, Contreras, the man's house they were hiding in, uh, they guessed that he took it back when he went to the store and returned to one of the robbers. What? So he, t- he got the knife back. Oh, that doesn't make any fucking sense. You forgot your knife <laughs> in my back. Yeah. Uh, Becker ID'd Chacon as one of his attackers, though he got many of the descriptions wrong. Or he just didn't remember much with a knife I, in your back. Yeah, well, and it's the border. Mm. Oh, all I know is they was Mexicans. <laughs> That's it. He also said one of the men was bearded, which Chacon was. Yep. But the attackers also wore handkerchiefs uh, as masks. How the fuck would you know he has a beard then? <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. If just it, a good it, guess. If he had a good neck beard, I guess. They're just He's wearing like a thong bikini for... It's like one mask. of the dudes from ZZ Top. Mm-hmm. He's got the mask on the fucking beard just hanging down to his, like, right. down to his dick. My beard is currently rather concealed other than the sides. How do you know I just don't have a sideburn? Yeah, exactly. The guy's full of shit, man. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, you can put it back on uh, uh, Kanye. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God damn it. But, but Chacon was on trial for robbery. He was on trial for murder. Uh, though Deputy Davis couldn't say who shot the bartender. How do you think this turns out? Probably not well for Chacon. <laughs> uh, Dr. Davis, this I guess everybody's named Davis in this town. Well, yeah. It's the it's fucking town from <laughs> Blazing Saddles. Yep. Whose name is Johnson. Olson Johnson is right. What kind of people are we anyhow? I say we stay and fight it out. Reverend, Dr. Samuel Johnson's right about Olson Johnson's being right. And I'm not giving up my ice cream parlor that I built with these two hands for nothing or nobody. Howard Johnson is right. Thank you, man. Uh, he pulled out the knife uh, and testified he went outside when he heard the shooting the next day. As you should always do, rush right outside towards the shooting. <laughs> <laughs> he said two men were shooting at Salcedo at the time he fell, but he says, also says that uh, Chacon's shot Salcedo, even though there's two guys shooting at him. And then he just changes his story again and does, doesn't know who shot him. <laughs> just... Pulling shit right out of his ass. Sounds a very reputable dude. 
uh, Regino Chavaria testified that he saw Chacon shoot, but a big rock also obstructed his view. And his story changes in cross-examination. Uh, later, Chacon called Chavaria a liar, and he became one of his enemies. He gets honorable mention when at the end. Nice. Oh, cool. I saw the whole thing. It was a dark, moonless night, heavy with fog. Couldn't see an inch before your face, but that was definitely, definitely the guy right there. <laughs> Uh, Faustian Candelaria. Wow. I'm going to change my name to that. <clears throat> well, one more time. That whole thing's his name? Faustian Candelaria. Mm-hmm. So that sounds like a disease. Va- sounds like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> he takes the stand next. He said Chacon fired the shot, but then his story changes too. It was aliens. I seen them. Uh, the defense called Walter Bell, who stated Chacon was found underneath a bush after the fighting, unarmed. And he said Chacon was under the bush when the fatal shot was fired. So... Even though he knew these two guys, he might have just, you know, they might have been having coffee when they, yeah, you know, or or he, or he just happened to be on the other side of the hill at the time and just chilling out under his nice bush. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I would claim. It's my hangout bush, man. I was, I'm always under here. It's my man bush. Miss <laughs> Els Pratt said the man who shot Salcedo had dark clothes. Uh, Concepcion Castro testified it was Luna who fired the shot. He was wearing dark clothes. Uh, Paz Lobos testified to the same. He said Chacon didn't fire any shots after being shot, because Chacon actually gets injured in this. But Chacon was the last to testify. He said he wasn't inside the store at the day of the attack. He did testify that he knew Luna and Morales. They had worked together at the uh, smelter. He said that he didn't see Salcedo the day he was shot, and he was friends with him. Uh, Chacon said Morales took his rifle after he was shot, and he said he heard Morales say to Luna, Come up, I've already shot one. Mm. Like he's gonna eat it? Like, come on, come and get it. Yeah, it's like in, in duck hunt when yeah. the dog pops up with the fucking ducks in Yo. its hands. The jury was told to disregard the fact that Deputy Davis showed up and didn't announce that he was a lawman. But it took two hours for the all white, all man jury to come back with guilty. Shocking. Well, two hours is actually longer than time span than I expected. <laughs> I just bumped that fucking thing and started playing again. <laughs> it is so creepy. Just imagine that when you're looking over at Neil Breen in the uh, moonlight. <laughs> Jesus. Sucking on pickle bowls. Oh, that won't be happening ever <laughs> nope. again. So, like uh, go, go for it. Chacon gets the Dessens. Uh, he was moved to the Tucson jail to keep his friends from breaking him out. Uh, he does get appeal, and that delays the hanging. So the Tucson jail is probably the one that's made out of like metal and brick, brick. and mm-hmm. has a lock. Yep. yep. Cool. Uh, so that's where we get this picture of him. Uh, he's standing, he's only 5'9", but one of these pictures, he's standing next to somebody else, and he's towering above him. Oh, what the hell? is he standing next to a fucking child? Mm-hmm. You said he's 5'9"? There's no fucking yeah. way. That that what would make that, that guy four feet tall. Like, mm-hmm. like even <laughs> four feet. Fuck, like, dude? fucking what? flat four feet. Finally, January 10th, 1897, the Arizona Supreme Court would hear the appeal, but they affirmed the decision... And then they asked for a new execution date to be set. Chacon was taken back to Solomonville to be hanged June 18, 1897. Rumors were that in Solomonville, a man named Norton said he was in uh, in the lockup with Chacon there. And Norton claimed that he killed a fellow person by slaying the throat with a razor. Or per, a, per, a prisoner, probably. What the fuck? This guy's... Bullshit. So this is where we get even more bullshit stories. Oh, he's yeah, like, he's my just... dad's a drug dealer. I've killed people before, yeah. man. Well... You know, you're sitting in probably a communal prison cell, I'm going to assume. Yeah. And just, dude, just get his fucking throat slit. And yeah, just right. going to 
keep eating your beans or like <laughs> so this kind of starts uh, all these stories even though the paper at the time said it wasn't probably true but you know just kicks it off june 8th 1897 governor benjamin joseph franklin got a petition for the citizens asking for Chacon's sentence to be commuted from death to life motherfucker's got three first names mm-hmm. every time Don't uh, like it. some of the people signed that petition were members of the jury but the governor refused and he said the death sentence would be carried out unless another governor would come in in the next two weeks. Well, you see, good, you see, good people. Uh, the guy happens to be, I, can't, I don't know if you know this, uh, Mexican. So uh, <laughs> he's guilty of something. Yeah. So June 9th, after Chacon was told that the governor turned him down and he would <laughs> he would hang, uh, Chacon sawed through two two-inch lumber that lined his cell, so four inches, then dug through the adobe wall with a small iron bar. And his escape wasn't found out until the next morning. Fuck the iron bar. I'm not even going to ask. Don't, don't worry about it. Oh, Fucking iron just bar. Load-bearing iron bar for, like, yeah. the bed or the <laughs> right. toilet. Uh, uh, one story had a beautiful senorita smuggle in a hacksaw blade in the family Bible. And oh. one story is the beautiful senorita was Ben uh, Ben Only's daughter because she didn't believe that Chacon killed her dad. Oh. oh. And then one story I saw on uh, Pornhub, it was his cousin. <laughs> yeah. She was trying to get her socks out of the dryer. <laughs> Uh, another story was that prisoners sang and played guitar to cover the noise of the sawing and digging. That's awesome. That's cool. La Bumba for the 15th right, time. Yeah. <laughs> Three amigos. Check this out, bro. I to play Smoke on the Water. Yep. <laughs> Very badly. <laughs> it's like Guitar Center in there. No stairway. Deny. Uh, the sheriff and undersheriff were both out of town at the time. The undersheriff? Um, yeah, he, mm-hmm. you put those on before you put your sheriffs on? No, yep. he's in charge of, like, you know, demons and the like. <laughs> <laughs> All the uh, arcane occult shit, shit yeah. <laughs> but everybody assumed that since uh, Chacon was Mexican, he would go back to Mexico. Yeah, that's probably... I mean, wait, I, wait, wait! I he he did actually break out of prison. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to find a line between like you know and truth and fiction. Yeah, it's all some nebulous Sasquatchy bullshit <laughs> yeah. with this guy. So uh, Arizona does get a new governor, but just the next month, uh, he's Myron McCord. If you're wondering, he offers a seven hundred dollars reward. Myron's going in that baby book. Mm-hmm. Myron Fuller. Yep. Thank you, thank you. Welcome back to the Lawrence Welk Show. Aren't these bubbles wonderful? If I could have them follow me around everywhere, I would. Uh, nobody was optimistic about catching them. Four days after the escape, two youths saw a man bathing in the Gila River. Did you say youths? Yeah, two youths. North of Safford. Little pervs. <laughs> they talked to him, but he didn't acknowledge him because he's, he's probably a fucking bath. Yep. They left and watched him and noticed he was armed. Okay. <laughs> he had a- got his gun belt on. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yep. Uh, they went back to town and a posse was formed, and when they came back, the man was gone. Voiped out of existence. And later, the boys were shown a picture of Chacon and said he was the bathing man. <laughs> Worst superhero ever. The bathing man. Not long after, uh, most of the crimes committed in the era were always blamed on Chacon. Uh, oh, God. Okay, it's fucking... Uh, the Custer Wolf. Custer Wolf. What was the fucking... Uh, Shit, who that? Who was that outlaw that they were for years after he died? Were like Apache kid, the Apache yeah, kid. Yeah, there we yeah. go. Yeah, he's Apache kid territory now. Mm-hmm. Well, quite literally. Yep. Also, uh, so a party of three Mexicans stole three horses, and a posse was formed by the rancher. But when the ranchy learned that Chacon was one of the rustlers, he stopped the pursuit, not wanting to be killed. <laughs> the the ranchy. Mm-hmm. 
September 10th, Deputy Sheriff Ben Olney arrested Manuel Borges. Was, isn't he dead already? Yeah, he's been dead for five years. <laughs> <laughs> Who was wanted for horse theft in New Mexico. He was taking him back to jail when Borges grabbed his gun and took off on a horse. But in the pursuit, uh, Borges's horse bucked him off and he hid behind a house. Uh, only with the help of other citizens surrounded him. Uh, one of them called up for him to surrender. When he didn't, only just steps around the corner and shoots him <laughs> with his Winchester and killed him. Jesus. That's how you get him to give up. Yeah. Borges. And, of course, this paper reports that this dead guy is friends of Chacon. Okay. Oh, I was wondering where we're getting the Chacon tie-in, other mm-hmm. than the fact that the sheriff there had already been killed by Chacon five <laughs> years before. So, basically, especially if any Hispanic committed a crime in the area is somehow connected to him. Oh, Chacon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, August 1897, the body of John Miller was found on Eagle Creek, six miles north of Morrensee. Yup, Chacon. Uh, Miller had gone missing just a few days before the mercantile was robbed. I don't know if that was the same one from two years ago. But paper said that the robbers Morales, Luna, and Chacon had one of Miller's rifles and then blamed them for the murder. I'm sure this is all true. All three of them had the one rifle, huh? <laughs> also, he rode up and yelled, Chacon! So the DA Jones, or unless his first name was DA, That's has been a very strong likelihood it could mm-hmm. be in this time period. So he wrote to Governor McCord and reassured him that Chacon would be captured soon. He said that Chacon was hiding in the Socorro Mountains in Mexico. No matter that there was no mountains named Socorro in, in, <laughs> and, in Mexico, and you definitely don't. He's have, hiding out in these made-up mountains. I just came up with on top a, of my head in a country in which I have no jurisdiction. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sometimes that stops them, sometimes it doesn't. I know, I've noticed that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Lordsburg paper reported that Chacon had been seen several times in Morrensee, but no effort was made to arrest him. Uh, they well, said because he's so fucking dangerous. Mm-hmm. They said if he was recaptured, he'd tell a story that it would not be complimentary to the law officers of the county. <laughs> okay. Bold bold words. So the Graham Guardian shot back at the Lordsburg paper and said, well, why don't you use your source and go arrest Chacon then, since you know all this. Yeah. They're like, well, I totally would, but I got homework. Yeah, right. So a few days later, a freighter riding alone was robbed by three Mexicans, and his horse fell on him, breaking his legs. Ooh, shit. And the Mexicans took $210 off of him. Uh, there's no mention of Chacon in the initial report to the sheriff. Uh, but the next day, the three Mexicans turned into a gang of horse thieves led by Chacon. Poof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Chacon! That's exactly what it sounds like is happening this entire time. Like ladies pushing a baby carriage across the street, suddenly, poof! Chacon! Winch- Winchester in hand, Chacon! <laughs> uh, October 21st, 4th, 4th. <clears throat> That's the damn pickleballs. Fourth, fourth, fourth. <laughs> I keep on like uh, thinking about just dropping one into Tony's water for him, <laughs> or whatever that is. That is air. That's all that's in that oh, jar. Damn it! Yeah. But yeah. I'm gonna put a lid on it. Now I'm thinking about taking it to the bar, but that shit is such a virulent green. I'd never be able to like slip one into JJ's beer. And no. Me. Uh, we'll save it for St. Patrick's Day. Sticking mm-hmm. in Jägermeister. Like, yeah. Oh, oh God. Fuck, fuck man. <laughs> oh, no. I'd rather have mayonnaise in my fucking I'd Jägermeister. Rather have actual rat poison in my <laughs> Jägermeister. <laughs> Won't do what 
nuts, the tobacco you chew. Seems like a man's world just isn't the same anymore, but some things you can still trust, like beech nut chewing tobacco. Beech nut just keeps on getting better. Beech nut's a lot moister these days, with more taste, less stems. Today's beech nut, fresher, longer-lasting flavor. You ought to try it. Girls in bars, girls in pants, a man just don't stand a chance, but there's still ways to show them who's who. Treat your dogs with respect, you keep your traps oiled and checked, and beech nut's the tobacco you chew. October 24th, near the Smeltern Clifton, an unnamed Mexican was found. He was shot through the neck and his head uh, beaten to jelly by a rock. Shot uh, through the neck and head beat with the rock. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Juan Madero was arrested for the crime. Uh, Madero was also sus- suspected of killing another man earlier. Because he's the only Mexican guy in town. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A few days after the arrest, a mob of angry Mexicans stormed the jail and drug Madera out and filled him with bullets. Oh. Then, of course, afterwards, the paper said Madera was a pal of Chacon's. Oh, of course. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So over the next year, though, mentions of Chacon kind of drop off because mostly there's a Spanish-American war to keep everybody's headlines busy. Meanwhile, it's like, Coyotes ate my chickens. I think it was uh, have something to do with Chacon. Damn, Chacon. And many Rough Riders came from Arizona, so they got yeah, the report on that, too. Like, uh, what's his name? Uh, oh, Lieutenant... Uh, Teddy Buc- Roosevelt? No, Bucky... Uh, was it Bucky Nelson? Something like that. What? Well, we'll talk about it when we talk about Spanham. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's play- played by Sam Elliott in the TV show. Or in the TV miniseries. Which TV miniseries? The fucking Rough Riders. Oh, okay. The fucking Rough Riders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Berenger plays TR. And I go on to invent condoms. Yeah. Yep. The fucking Rough Riders. <laughs> yeah. Uh, August 20th, 1898. Some horses were stolen from a ranch near the Black Mountains. Yep. He did it. Uh, Deputy Ben Clark rode into the Black Mountains, but his horse fell on him again. Again. <laughs> it started to sound like an automobile. Like, like, a, like a gun going off. <laughs> So this guy had to go back home because his horse fell on him. Out of embarrassment? mm -hmm. (laughs) Then nothing is heard for another six months. Chacon later uh, had a good alibi because he said he went directly to Mexico after escaping jail and joined the army and was honorably discharged. Did he have paperwork? Probably. Probably. Did they want to look at it? No. Chacon! (laughs) Well, it's more like... uh, no habla espanol. You got one of these in English? So October 1899, the L.A. Times reports that Chacon ran into Captain Hathaway, who's the U.S. Customs Inspector, along with William Flowilling. What? Flowilling? Is that a, is that a name? Flowilling? <laughs> kind of mistyped something. Uh, he was the deputy sheriff of Santa Cruz County. October 17th, the posse surprised the outlaws at Blue Nose Canyon while they're cooking breakfast. Hathaway told them to throw up their hands, and the outlaws run for cover. One of them fired, and the posse returned it, and it lasted for about 10 minutes, and two of the bandits were killed, and Captain Hathaway said he found 100 heads of stolen butchered cows. That's a lot. That's a lot of cows for to butcher three at one fucking time. people, yeah. So nowhere in the report was Chacon mentioned, but it didn't stop the L.A. Times from reporting that he was there. <laughs> Just picturing just, yeah, just a bunch of sides of beef laying around in a fucking field. Yeah, how long were they out there? Like, that's just, it's, yeah. A hundred head, a hundred beeves. Yeah. And you got, and it's, you said it was all butchered already? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Just like fucking pile. No, no pile, refrigeration. Pile, no piles nothing. of prime rib and shit. Yeah. Just like. <laughs> well, you don't need refrigeration in Arizona. No, you'll have jerky. Mm-hmm. Uh, April 18th, 1900, three Chinese laundrymen were murdered and robbed in Warrensy. They were Louis Fat. Well, this is pretty good that they got some names in there. R.O. Hawk and Hong Yuk. R.O. Hawk. Mm-hmm. That does not sound, I mean, I'm not judging, but it doesn't really sound very Chinese to me, but mm-hmm. fine. Uh, this is probably, like, probably their interpretation of what they actually said. Right, right. Sounds more like a pro wrestler. Yep. <laughs> uh, all three were shot in the head I mean, while not that slept. pro wrestlers can't be Chinese, I right, guess, right. but... I'm just thinking of his special moves and shit now. Oh, yeah, like jump off the turnbuckle. Exactly. Like wings out. Do the iron pigeon on you and then kick you in the face. <laughs> so all three were shot in the head while they slept. Uh, there are no mention of Chacon in the reports or local papers, but when the national papers picked it up, the three Chinese people, well, they used oh, something oh, super, yeah. Great. something besides that, uh-huh. were killed by Chacon and his band. And the LA Times pumped up the story again and said, like all Chinese, these guys like to gamble. Oh, Jesus. And then they won, won that night, and of course, they were smoking opium, too. Of course. Of course. That's how he was able to shoot all three of them in the head while sleeping. <laughs> what, what was that? Bang. Uh, June 7th, 1900, 20 miles north of Phoenix at New River Station, two bodies were found, dead and murdered. Dead and murdered? Both? Mm-hmm. Anton Olson and Charles were they, Stewart. Were they also killed? <laughs> yep. How'd you know? Uh, some guy said they were uh, murdered by four Mexicans. And he said that the four Mexicans had threatened to kill prospector W.H. Rice. White Rice. Uh, he also said the four Mexicans also robbed a bar in Globe. Isn't Globe? Yeah, Globe's down by where the fucking Red Ghost was. Mm, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, that would be a cool team up. Oh, Chacon. And the Red Ghost. He gets a Red Ghost in his gang. Well, no, he like tames it like Black Beauty or something. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh. They become like all friends, you know, like a boy and his dog type thing. Yeah, yeah. And then he gives it Neil Breen kisses. Feeds it fucking pickle, pickle balls. Maybe he's the one that was getting the, the Red Ghost to go uh, fuck up people's cabbages and shit. Yep. Stomp. Go, all right, go stomp that place. <laughs> go make sauerkraut out of all his fucking cabbages. Chacon. So not all papers blamed Chacon, but the Florence Tribune did, and then the Arizona Republic. Just plagiarism. Yep. Uh, while posses looked for those murders, uh, the murders of the Chinese were caught in Texas. They were Pedro Herrera, Gaspar Garcia. Uh, I guess they did it. Oh, allegedly. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Lordsburg paper said they were, quote, really the remnant of the Chacon gang. Oh. Chacon. Chacon. Uh, but without any hard evidence, they were let go. Oh. And this case is to this day is unsolved. So get Let go. Get Robert Stack right on that. <laughs> Did you give him a full cavity search? Uh, the witness? Yes, you can never be too careful, Bork. Uh, William Wheeler and W.H. Howe. Wheeler Walker Jr.? Yeah. Mm-hmm. They worked at the Detroit Copper Mine in Morrency. They go on a hunting trip on Eagle Creek. Uh, after a week, Mr. Howe's wife became worried and notified the sheriff because they didn't come back. Oh. Uh, July 17th, Deputy Nix went out. He was pointed in the... (laughs) He was pointed in the right direction by some Mexican woodchoppers. Nix sees some circling vultures, and underneath the vultures, he finds two bodies in a bush, both shot in the head. They were probably trying to use Chacon's chilling bush, and he got pissed. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Get Get away from my bush. He said it was the work of the Mexican outlaws who robbed the river station before... 
Oh, North but Phoenix. I speculate wildly, pulling theories straight from my ass. And of course, he blames Chacon. And the murder is still unsolved. By Chacon. But since since then, many books. The more I say Chacon, give it to Chacon. The more I say Chacon, it sounds like kind of like a cologne, like a Dracar <laughs> Noir type situation. Yeah, yeah. This fall, coming to retail stores near you. Chacon. Maybe Johnny Depp in the scarves can. can yeah, sing, oh, yeah. singing, singing at Wolves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's some fucking weird shit. Uh, also in July 1900 was the election of Governor or Graham County Sheriff. To booster himself for re-election, Ben Clark said he was starting up a posse with other Arizona officers to catch Chacon. And the story mutated in all the national papers, which became the largest posse ever assembled in the Southwest. And also the national papers, they get Chacon's first name wrong and called him Juan at times. Well, of course, aren't all, come on, all Hispanic folk are named Juan, are they not? Mm-hmm. And they also give him the nickname El Poludo or Paleo. The, the bearded one? Or the, well, the paper the, hair, the hairy one? Yeah, the paper said it was a creature to be despite or feared, but in, no words in Spanish exists like that, but it just means hair. Yeah. Sasquatch. Sasquatch, yeah. Mm-hmm. Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> so Clark, the sheriff, was blamed for not catching Chacon and Chacon. lost the election to James V. Park. He was turned out to be one of the greatest sheriffs that Graham County ever had. He wasn't completely incompetent or corrupt. Probably. Well, I don't know. Uh, John McGeehan ran the tent saloon in Guthrie, small railroad stop 12 miles south of Clifton. He had just opened in April 1900, and his partner was John McBride, and the two men slept inside the tent. Scandalous. As opposed to on top of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just to the left of the tent. Uh, About 2 a.m., September 18th, 1900, McGeehan's neighbors heard gunshots. They w- went out and found McGeehan and McBride both dead, shot. Man, what's he, he's got a problem with bartenders. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Uh, the murderers cut a hole in the tent and just walk in and shoot him. But the bar owners must have woken up and... Cut a hole? Did he have, a, like did a he have the tent flap <laughs> locked or something? Oh, man, this thing's tight and shut. <laughs> Hand me my knife. I got to cut a hole in the wall and not just through the... <laughs> right. So they did fight back, but a uh, little cash was stolen, but not much. But a Mexican hat was found near the door. <gasps> The owner was arrested along with a friend who was with him. Their names were withheld in the next day's paper. Uh, the sheriff posted guards so the men that wouldn't be lynched. Well, they hunted down the guy, the hatless guy. <laughs> They're like, we spared no expense. Yeah, we've, we found the one guy without a hat. Right, right. We interrogated your hat and uh, told us exactly where well, to find you. We also, you know, well, when they're trying to find the guy, it's like, there's somebody running around here hatless. That's disgusting. That's right, people. Hatless. We have to to hunt down this monster. So while they're guarding it, these guards, waiting for the lynch mob, Longfellow Salcedo, he probably was related to the the bartender, he was shot by the other guard, Manuel Bristle, accidentally. (laughs) Manuel Bristle. Yeah. Kind of sounds like a janitor name. Kind of, yeah. Mm -hmm. A beefy janitor with like a nice... Heavy duty scrub, scrubber. <laughs> it's like Mr. Clean, like off brand Mr. Clean. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Floor buffer. I, I, I hate the manual ones though. The automatic bristles oh, yeah. are way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Takes less time. Mm-hmm. But by the time the story hit the San Francisco Chronicle, it all changed. They said Salcedo's dad had fenced stolen merchandise in his store in Mornsee and had recently been killed when the son refused to fence the stolen goods. Uh, and Bristle was working for the Chocone gang. Oh, I can really picture his Lonnie Bristle. Yeah, me too. 
But they did arrest a guy for it, for the murders. It was Donacio Corona, and he gets 20 years because he didn't have a hat. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> Very progressive. I'm, I'm surprised they didn't just kill him. Yeah, hang him. Uh, late November, a decapitated corpse, Jesus. probably without a hat, was found along the stage line from Coronado to Guthrie. The corpse was reportedly Mexican, even though it didn't have a head. Uh, but they, <laughs> You could have a Mexican corpse without a head. Yeah. Yeah. There's no rules against it. I, I guess if they um, have like taco seasoning in their pocket. Or they they, they like, tasted it or something. Yeah. Mm, tastes vaguely Mexican. <laughs> uh, but they report that the headless corpse was part of the Chacon gang that robbed the tent saloon. They're still speculating the fuck wildly, huh? Like, I'm just like, curious as to if they ever find him again. <laughs> like, well, he's been dead this whole time. I don't, like, think, I don't think he existed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. At this point. So we'll move to Bert Alvord. He was the deputy sheriff in Wilcox. In December 1899, he quits his job because it was rumored he was using his position to make himself rich along with his cronies. Shocking. No. And Sheriff Scott White did not approve. Uh, 19- so we hired Chacon to come and take him out. <laughs> Uh, 1901, Sheriff White arrested Cornelius Pescara in Neco. That's, I think I pronounce it. That's that's a place that got bombed in 1920. Oh, by the, okay. By the Mexican army, by an Irish, drunk Irish guy flying a plane, working for the Mexican army. <laughs> what the fuck? Yep. And it bombed this town just north of the border. Well, picture like the guy from the German pilot from like Three Amigos, only drunk and Irish. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool. So that's down south of Bisbee there. Still green. My hand's still fucking green. It's going to be stupid. It will be forever. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> you get some sandpaper and get the shit off me. Just cut, cut it off. Yeah. So January 19th, he had killed two or three Mexicans in the Dragoon Mountains, a couple of them, uh, and was a partner to Cohen, they report. But no records exist of Pescara or his crimes or in county records. But the story gets national attention that Pescara had killed scores of men, and it was reported that Chacon would break him out of jail in Tombstone. Even though nobody was missing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that never happened because there was no Piscara. Yeah. Well, like I said, those Chacon, those. <laughs> uh, Bert Albert uh, was on both sides of the law. <laughs> Doesn't that just mean you're on one side of the law yeah. at that point? <laughs> <laughs> While still a sheriff, he planned a train robbery in the town of Cochise. Uh, September 19th, 1899. Uh, two masked men boarded the train and blew up the safe and cleaned it out. And that guy, they got between $5,000 and $30,000. And of course, <laughs> Wells Fargo is always cagey about yeah, how much yeah, money yeah, is actually. Right. It always seems weird when they do that, but as you pointed out, it actually does kind of make sense to be vague about. Right. Mm-hmm. So nobody knows. So that worked out well for Bert. So he tries it again. Uh, February 15th, 1901 at the town of Fairbank. That's right next to Tombstone there, 10 miles away. Uh, six bandits made their way onto the train. But uh, an ex-Texas Ranger named Jeff Davis Milton was there, and he gets into the firefight with the bandits. Kind of tells you something if people are still naming their kids Jeff Davis. No shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, one of the bandits, three-finger Jack Dunlop, got his guts shot out. Now he's gutless, gutless. three-finger Jack. <laughs> well, that implies that he was still walking around. Huh? I guess. Oh, yeah. He, he, he is, tries to escape. So Jeff Davis Milton was also shot in the arm, but the bandits made off without robbing anybody. So on the trail, Three Finger Jack was weak from his guts being out, <laughs> and he fell off his horse and was left by his friends. And the next day, he was found and taken back to Tombstone. Uh, within a week, the whole gang of bandits were caught, including Bert Alvord. Well, they took him back to Tombstone. Like, did they like take his 
dusty guts and shove them back in the hole. Mm-hmm. And Had to have, yeah. Throw them in jail. Because it was three-fingered Jack that gave up all the names of his bandit friends. Because these motherfuckers <laughs> left me out here with the guts <laughs> hanging out. Oh, actually, it wasn't three-fingered Jack who spilled the beans. Oh, he just spilled, spilled his, guts. his guts. It was it was another bandit, Billy Stiles, who confessed to keep himself out of the jail. As they often do. Mm-hmm. So uh, um, Stiles gets out. Uh, but on April 7th, Stiles walked into the jail in Tombstone and shot the jailer in the leg and freed Albert and another bandit named Bravo Juan Yoas. Bravo? Bravo. Bravo, cool. Johnny Bravo Juan Yoas. Actually, he kind of is. Like yeah. Juan. Oh, yeah. That's John. Johnny Bravo. So after that, Styles just turns himself in, even though he's the one who broke him out. And he testified against all the other guys, except for Albert and Yoas, because they were still out on the lam. And in return for his testimony, Styles was a free guy. Free guy, like, you know, a one-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Arizona Rangers were formed in March 1901. Uh, they were sent out after Albert. Uh, they were led by Burt Mossman. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> the very first Chia Pet. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was former superintendent of the Hash Knife uh, Cattle Company. The Hash, hash knife, knife Cattle Company? There's actually a lot of Hash Knives, but yeah. there was one, oh, okay. one by Tombstone. That I think say he's taking knife hits of weed off of a cow. I thought he yep. was formerly a resident of like a swamp, and then he became sentient <laughs> and rose from the brackish waters. And, yeah. You know. uh, also in March 1901, Albert uh, visited the ranch of Frank Swink. Uh, Albert had along with him a, a young Yaki Indian. They demanded a meal and ate with their guns on their laps. How rude. They warned the Swinks not to tell anyone they were there or else. They're not even using their salad pistols. <laughs> Swink wasn't even going to bother to tell, but Albert and the Yaki Indian stole five of his horses. So he tells the sheriff, Del Lewis. And Swink joined a posse to look for Albert, but he was never found. Or not never found, but he wasn't found. Till March 29th. Albert was sighted in Douglas, casually drinking in the bars, but one of the men that was with Albert was Augustine Chacon. Chacon. Again, a posse was sent, and they weren't found. Because <laughs> he doesn't exist. So, Albert keeps making the papers. Uh, he was reported of robbing uh, places in Sonora and actually being killed, but he wasn't killed. Uh, Chacon doesn't get much of the headlines until next January, though. Uh, the Mexican government sent out a border patrol to catch these outlaws, too. Alvord, mostly. Captain Mossman and uh, Captain Emilio Kosterlitsky. <laughs> Sounds okay. pretty Mexican, right? Yep. Uh, they meet in Bisbee to discuss joint operations. Uh, Kosterlitsky was a Russian Navy man who deserted in Venezuela and joined the Mexican Army. Wow, that's a damn storied history of yeah, travel. Shit. He was a man described as devoid of fear and empathy. I would, yeah, I'm picturing, yeah. <laughs> kind of picturing Sounds Mick, Russian. Mickey Rourke from <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, Iron Man 2. Yeah, totally. So Cochise, a uh, sheriff named Parks, he caught and arrested a gang of rustlers up in Eagle Creek. He shot one man and killed him. Uh, the papers reported that these were Chacon's men and that Chacon was just away when the rust happened. Just happened to be out of town. <laughs> uh-huh. that, he's out gathering firewood or something? Well, that was his main job. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Finally, in September 1902, the news came in. Chacon. The noted Mexican murderer of all everybody, Augustine <laughs> Chacon, was caught by Captain Mossman of the Arizona Rangers <laughs> on the San, uh, San Pedro River, and he was assisted by Billy Stiles. 
so September 1st, 1902, Burt Mossman was resigned from the Arizona Rangers. Go back to his swamp. <laughs> but the next day, he got word that Chacon planned on raiding the Sneed Ranch. Seven- Sneed from Ranch? jail? Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this is before he... Oh, this is I, how he gets cut. Oh, I got... Sorry. It's like... It doesn't matter. There's been so much fucking time warping in this you one. Might, you might as well just rob from jail. <laughs> <laughs> he just turns himself into a mist. Chacon. Yeah. Floats out of the bars. So this is how they catch him. Chacon planned on raiding the Sneed Ranch, seven miles north of the Mexican so border. poured some corn on a stump and waited in a bush. Mm-hmm. With a laundry basket with mm-hmm. a stick. Yep. But Mossman and Stiles left, or were, were left out there, and they staked out the pasture. But Chacon didn't show up. And they staked it out the next day, too. But this time, at about 11 p.m., they saw a horseman ride up. <laughs> centaur. You, yeah, you said that so fucked up. That's all I can see. Either Bojack Horseman or yeah. Centaur. <laughs> there was Dark Moss Man, and Styles knew it was Tacone. Wasn't Styles the name of uh, Michael J. Fox's best friend in um, Teen Wolf? Teen Wolf, yeah. Yes. I don't even like fear. Never say die. So they surround Chacon's camp, and when it was getting light, they called out in, to Chacon in Spanish to throw up his hands. But uh, again, it, you know, the story seems bullshitty, because it was. Chacon came out with a fucking flamethrower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then they took Chacon back into town of Benson. Uh, Mossman allowed Chacon to be interviewed by a reporter, even though they probably didn't bother to try to speak Spanish or anything. Chacon said to Mossman when he caught him, I want them to kill me this time. I prefer death to a term in the penitentiary. But it wasn't much of an interview, probably because of the language barrier there. Even though you could probably find anybody to translate for you. But in reality, Mossman gave up his position because a petition was turned in by the citizens of Bisbee, calling him, uh, calling to get us removed from the Arizona Rangers. Because he's a weird plant-based freak. Yeah, because he was a menace (laughs) to the community there. You menace Moss, man. So a few weeks before, at the Orient Saloon in Bisbee, uh, Ranger Bert Grover got into a fight with a local gambler, Dan Callahan, who Grover accused of cheating. Uh, Grover drew his weapon. Uh, shot, ca- shot Cookie Monster right in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Captain Mossman stepped in to break it up with the help of Ranger Leonard Page. Uh, at this time, city police officers came in. The two city cops and the three rangers got into a scuffle. Uh, Officer Harrington got Grover's pistol and arrested him and took him to jail. So this is the the local cops arresting the uh, CIA or oh, something okay, like that. Great. That works well. <laughs> so later in the day, Ranger Page got the jail keys from the Justice of the Peace and freed Grover. So the Arizona Rangers are busting themselves out of prison. Right. The fuck? <laughs> so the cops filed charges on him, but they skipped town. <laughs> Uh, Mossman later goes to the paper and tries to explain what happened. Mossman, no do nothing. (laughs) But it didn't work, and the public wanted him out of the Rangers. (laughs) And later, Mossman told the paper that he actually resigned two months ago. (laughs) You can't fire me, I quit. Oh, Jesus, so fucking petty. (laughs) But uh, Mossman really wanted to get Chacon in order to save his reputation there. Right. Uh, his version of events of, of the story was that he recruited the outlaw Billy Styles to infiltrate the Chacon gang because Styles was renting a house from one of Chacon's relatives. Uh, Styles sent Chacon a message that a herd of horses could be stolen just north of the border. And a meeting was arranged, and Mossman came along. 
pretending to be an outlaw to help with the crime. Hello, fellow outlaws. <laughs> Hello, fellow criminals. <laughs> any, do any good crimes today? Are you so, a cop? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I despise the police. <laughs> ACAB. Uh, Am so, I right, bro? <laughs> so they come to the Sneed Ranch, but decided to rob it the next day since it was getting dark. So they sat around the fire that night and swapped stories and got drunk. I thought you say swap spit. Mm. Swap pickleballs. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, next morning, they had breakfast of bacon and dirty coffee. Yeah, the best kind. How uh, much dirt do you want your coffee, man? Well, just a teaspoon. teaspoon. Uh, Chacon got anxious and turned down the morning whiskey. Then he begins questioning Mossman and even asks to see his rifle. So Mossman claims that Chacon was finally figuring out that this was a trap. So Styles and Chacon sat on the ground rolling cigarettes. Uh, Mossman said Chacon watched him like a hawk. Mossman asked for a smoke and got one and turned to the fire and lit it and turned around with his pistol drawn. Uh-oh. Like but a cool guy. But Chacon was gone. No, Styles jammed his pistol in Chacon's ribs. Hey. So Chacon didn't make a move and told Mossman in Spanish just to kill him. Because he was sick of probably running. Yeah. Plus, you're feeding me coffee with dirt in it. Yeah. <laughs> but as of, with everything in this, it's probably a made-up story anyway, because nobody asked Chacon what actually happened. Probably extremely coincidental that Styles was renting a house from Chacon's relatives. <sighs> and how did Moss Man deputize Styles if he already resigned two months before? Right. Uh, it'll be seen soon that Mossman was in exactly forthcoming on details of the version of the story he gave to the press. Uh, Styles sold Chacon's belongings in Naco for souvenirs, or Naco, however you pronounce that, or Nacho, just just call it Nacho. The Yuma paper alleged that Chacon was arrested in Mexico, which probably violated international law. Definitely did. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's probably more likely what happened. You're right. Uh, one paper claimed Chacon was introduced to Styles by Alverd on 9-11 in Tucson. Oh, never, never forget it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheriff Lewis, Billy Styles, and Bert Alvord stepped off the train and leisurely walked to the sheriff's office. Uh, Alvord was not cuffed. Oh, this is Alvord turning himself in, I guess. The Tucson Citizen paper was invited to sit in on a meeting. Uh, the reporter learned that Alvord was not captured but surrendered and turned himself in for hopes for a square deal. The citizens reported that Alvord was one who captured Chacon, according to Alvord, but uh, he set up... Oh, also he claims that he shut... Uh, after he... You know, they get that story. He also claims that Chacon, he set up Chacon. What? But that was, leaves when that was convoluted. Gets try, try that sentence again. Oh, yeah. Actually, he, he didn't capture Chacon. He just set up the meeting. That's okay. what I meant. Who, Mossman or uh, Alvard? Alvard. Alvard. Yep. Gotcha. That, that took a lot less yeah. uh, <laughs> characters. Uh, next day in the Bisbee paper, there's another interview with Mossman. 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 Uh, he was pissed at Styles. He was supposed to be brought in. Uh, he uh, Styles was supposed to bring Alvord to him, not Styles Sheriff Lewis. Is bad. Styles no good friend to Mossman. Mm-hmm. Uh, this time, Mossman said he went down to Mexico and talked to Alvord and agreed to help get Chacon. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mossman was still upset that Styles had Alvord turn himself into Sheriff Lewis. Uh, Bert Alvord was acquitted for all his territorial charges in exchange for helping bring in Chacon. Like urinating on. Other people's stuff, like claiming it for his right. territory. Mm-hmm. For licking all the cupcakes. Yeah. So on December 8th, he pled guilty to the federal charges of interfering with the males. <laughs> so did Billy Styles, and they get two years. Uh, a week later, they decided they didn't want to do the time, and they both broke out of jail in Tombstone. 
<laughs> I'm bored. Yeah, yeah me too, man. Get the fuck out of here. But this time, Alvord was caught February 17th, 1904. He was injured in a gunfight with Sheriff Lewis. He was returned and served his two years in Yuma. He got out in October 1906 and went to California to live with a sister. But he still had pending charges against him in Arizona. So he absconds to South America. <laughs> never, oh, never to return to the shit. States. And he dies in 1910 in the Barbados from fever. No. Oh, shit. I bet he got the fever down there in <laughs> Barbados. Uh, Styles was with Albert when he was captured, uh, but left as soon as the shooting started, and he disappears. Uh, he resurfaces in 1908 in Nevada. <laughs> Under the name of William Larkin, he was a deputy sheriff, and he was nice enough to get shot and killed by Charles Barr. He got shot three times in the back. Uh, Styles was serving some papers for a civil suit. Later, Barr was arrested in Pueblo for robbing a streetcar and got 12 years, but he was never prosecuted for killing Styles. Even though Styles' wife wrote to the Bisbee paper to tell him her husband was dead, rumors still persisted that she helped Styles fake his death so he could uh, stay hidden for good. Yeah. If he dies, he stays hidden for good also. Really, I mean, there's really no downside to either. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bert Mossman never worked as a lawman again. Me no lawman no more. We go back to swamp. Oh, yep. Uh, even though he'd keep telling his tale of capturing Chacon to any reporter who'd listen to him. We got Chacon. <laughs> so he runs cattle operations in South Dakota and New Mexico and dies in 1956 at age 89. Good God. And he's inducted oh, he's to the a, Cowboy Hall of Fame in OKC. Holy yeah, shit. He's a plant-based life form. Yeah, of course. He's going to live for a couple hundred years. As long as he can photosynthesize, he's mm-hmm. good. It's like his, his death was accidental, like Roundup spill. <laughs> Something like that. But, of course, uh, the press had a field day with Chacon's capture and ex- or upcoming execution. And, of course, it was all bent racistly. Racistly? Mm-hmm. Just turn into Sean Connery for a second? Uh, yeah. Oh, bent racistly. <laughs> Trust me, I know all about racism. Uh, <laughs> I've hit a woman. Losers whine about doing their best. Winners go home and fuck Chacon. God does. So he gets blamed with killing 23 men. I don't know, Sean Connery. No, that was that was the other guy. Alvord was a big story too, but he was portrayed more sympathetically. They said he'd been shot in the arm and would no longer use a gun, and then that's why he turned himself in. No. I can't use a gun anymore. I might as well yeah. turn myself so, in. Yep. <laughs> Nothing left to live for without You can't shoot a pistol with your other arm? Yeah, <laughs> it's harder in those days. For yeah, sure. I guess. So Chacon had a hearing. Even though the law was changed in 1897, uh, it would have let him off the hook uh, of execution. I guess they changed it, uh, but no one's no one's going to stick up for Chacon because it would be political suicide if he did. Five thousand people or <laughs> none. <laughs> so the execution was set for November twenty first, nineteen o two, and all the appeals were denied, and it would take place in Salmonville, Arizona. Chacon, uh, Sheriff Parks gave out invites for the execution. <laughs> it's a little heart shaped card. I was just saying, yeah, come to my birthday. <laughs> Oops, birthdays just crossed out. But he wasn't looking forward to pulling the lever, so he tried to get his deputy to do it. What? But he refused, and they tried to pay somebody else to do it. What? Train a dog to do it or something. Yeah. That would be dignified. That's why you have the water gallows. Yeah, Yeah. fucking A. Finally, he conceded that was part of his job. So the only thing stopping the hanging would be a presidential pardon. Seems far-fetched, but not really, because the Bisbee paper reported that a Mexican consul from Nogales visited Chacon, he spoke with Chacon and reported back to the Mexican ambassador in D.C. Uh, the Mexican government tried to get his sentence commuted to life in prison, 
Because in Mexico, he was a model citizen and was honorably discharged from the army. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. But, uh, of course, who's who's president at the time? Uh, Willard year, Fillmore? What, what oh, no, it would be... 1902. Uh, fucking, um, what's his ass? Uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Oh. Yeah, that's, that that's that's what's, what's his name? Yep. Okay. Why was I thinking Hoover? No, that's World War One ish time, wasn't it? After no, because that, that, that was the vets of World War One. Yeah, know. Woody Wilson was. Oh yeah, yeah. Sex machine, Woody Wilson. <laughs> uh, of course, none of that worked. And uh, the morning of the execution, November twenty first, Chacon asked for both breakfast and dinner. Hey, because yeah. you're not going to get dinner later. Chicken fried steak and eggs. Yeah, and he ate heartily of both. No pickleballs for him. Uh, Chacon asked for a shave and a haircut. Yep. <laughs> and got dressed in a new suit provided by the sheriff. That's soon going to be filled with... Just people. rented it. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, I guess, <laughs> guess you don't want to back out of that. Uh, That's why he ate the giant breakfast. This is a fine <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah, right. Clean this up, fucking asshole. I want some prune juice. I want some... Yeah. He has to speak for an hour at the scaffold. And he asked that Regeno Re- uh, Chavira, the guy who uh, lied and testified against him, uh, be there, but uh, he didn't show up. Uh, Chacon asked to talk to the priest before he set off for his dead man walking scene. And at about noon, they left the cell. About 100 people crowded the small courtyard. And Chacon spoke from the scaffold in Spanish. I guess 100 people is not too much. No, not really. I guess by 1895, they're kind of sick of that. Yeah, you've seen one hanging, you've seen them all. Yeah. Plus, Actually, this is 1902, sorry. Plus, they've been chasing the Chacon guy for like 40 fucking years. <laughs> yes, it fucking feels like it. Uh, Chacon said he had three enemies, that Chavaria guy and Dr. Davis, and another guy that he couldn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst one of all, that one guy. <laughs> But it was their fault that he was convicted. Mm. He knows what he did. <laughs> uh, Jacone said he was innocent, and he said he was brought within nine miles uh, to the uh, international line by a man who told him lies and is now in jail in Tombstone, but he didn't get into specifics. Uh, after his speech, he shook hands with a few people, probably high-fived, asked the sheriff to delay the hanging till three, and the sheriff said, no, we got we got, a, you know, we got another... Uh, another no. Want to. Yeah. But Chacon then thanked his jailers. All right. Cool. Peace. Uh, Chacon asked for the hood to be left off, but the sheriff refused. Uh, Chacon took off his own shoes and then was tied up. I, don't know, I guess if you want to swing, you got to swing barefoot. Noose was put around his neck, and at 1 p.m., the trap was sprunged. Chacon! And Chacon's neck was snapped, and he died right away. Oh, good for Chacon. Mm-hmm. He was taken to San Jose and buried... Uh, his funeral was sparsely attended. Uh, the papers praised Chacon's nerve on the gallows, which I'm sure <laughs> meant to him meant a lot to him later. Yeah, yeah. No shit. What the fuck? What? Good Yelp reviews on your execution. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking four to five, man. <laughs> and that he met his death without fear, but they still the papers still claim that he killed 25 guys. Yeah. Oh. Cool. Even though he probably killed nobody. Yeah. Possibly probably, one. Possibly. Possibly, and possibly just. Might have just been hanging out at the house when the sheriff yeah. showed up. Jesus Didn't even Christ! Rob the store. What the fuck, man! Poor bastard. He just like, just like living his normal ass life in Mexico. Joined the fucking military. Honorable discharge. Meanwhile, like the U.S. is just like, oh, he's a fucking ghost. He's gonna kill your parents, your kids. Don't let him walk around. He's gonna rape your cattle and <laughs> yeah. eat your children. Right off on your wives. 
it's all yeah, it's a Chaconan based QAnon. Yeah, yeah, totally. Chaconan on. Chaconan on. That's all we got on him. That's fucking crazy, dude. For especially for like a dude that literally just didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, well, you know, still may have done sure, something, but, but it's, it's the more he was going on and on, it's like, yeah, this guy didn't do anything. <laughs> totally. I'm pretty well, it, I think you're queuing on things like right. It's that's perfect analogy. Yeah. It's like the satanic panic or, or right. queuing on bullshit. Like, yeah, yeah, and this is a part of Arizona that's been terrorized forever by the, the Apaches. Yeah, the, but you know. But they get bored, and so they have to invent another thing to be afraid of, I guess. Yeah, Arizona, was good to know it still was a bleeding hellscape back then. <laughs> yeah, it's got got long, long roots. Yep. Like a saguaro, like a mighty saguaro. Like a mighty saguaro. That's a cactus. I, just do, I do want to make him, like, Old West Moss Man cartoon. Oh, yeah. Like, basically Swamp Thing in a cowboy hat. Totally. <laughs> I'm drying out up here in Arizona. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> Oh fuck! It's always spritzing himself. Yo, that's what his that's what his sidekick is for. Hosing him down. Holy shit! All right, I had some some finally some kick ass names. Every once in a while, you get one where it's just full chock full of fucking weird names, man. It's not the most famous Hispanic bandit. We got a couple of those coming up, but good honorable mention, good quick one. Fuck yeah, dude! Chico. Name that will live in infamy for our hundred listeners. <laughs> well, thanks for the creepy fucking pillow. Yeah, and the disgusting green shit. Yeah, that yeah, was that's... that was too much. I think Josh was actually trying to hurt us. <laughs> <laughs> that camel jerk is fucking good yeah, though. That's all right, I'm into it. Um, okay, I gotta get back to the punk rock flea market and help the girls uh, pack shit up. Oh yeah, gotta uh, go back. Yeah, Where's I gotta you? go back. All right, because uh, the whole thing's over in about an hour and a half. So. Oh. Uh, but we will be back next week with, I think, a special episode. That's happening next, right? Oops, somebody's coming. Hey, what's up? We're we're almost done. Like two seconds. But, uh, yep, I think we got a special episode. Next one should be. Special episode coming up next. Live dead. It's going to be, yep, it's going to be, it's going to be live at the Victory Lounge. Uh, we're doing it speakeasy styles because the bar is actually going to be closed by the time we record that one. And so if you listen to this, it's already over. Yep. <laughs> yeah, at least told the two people, the two fans that I met at the at the Vic. Oh yeah, on, yeah, yeah. They'll, they on, might be there on uh, Friday. Yeah, yeah. I was working door at the Vic, the Victory last night and met a met a couple people that were there, and I was like, "Oh, are you guys here for the show?" And they're like, "Uh, no, we're here because of the podcast." I'm like, "What? What the fuck? <laughs> Why?" Yeah, yeah, no, they just listen to the show, I guess. Yeah. But fucking cool. Oh, they were full good, of, good to meet you guys. Full of high praise, and I got to. Uh, uh, Show them a little inside baseball about how our structure works. Yeah. You know. Fucking A, man. Structure. So we'll... Yeah, we'll yeah. <laughs> the lo- loosest loose. sense of the term. Okay. Uh, we also have somebody trying to come into the studio right now. So I am going to fuck off. Uh, we'll be back next week with a live one from the uh, Shea Victory. Yep. But until then, we're going to go out in a hail. Oh. Chacon fire. Oh, we had yeah. to. Perfect. Fuck you, Mile City. I want you to know it's over. Well. Bye.